Welcome to Mind in a Bind. Take a breather, turn around certain ideas and brighten up your mundane life with a fresh outlook. Listen on and tune in to the Takeaways from Life by Anita S.J. Dual Role of Stress Science says and so we believe that stress is a cause for all major ailments. We can define it as pressure, strain, anxiety, constant worry, nervousness, tension, trauma or pure hassle, often reflecting in uncontrollable bursts of anger. As Emerson puts it, quote, for every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind, unquote. Now, what is stress? If you ask yourself, you may simply know the answer as stress is a thinking process based on fear. Fear based mostly on helplessness. Helplessness for not being in control of life, sprouting from not knowing the beginning or the end of what we call our life. What we feel is aptly expressed by Tom Stoppard in his play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. This is what his characters say about their situation in life. What a fine persecution it is to be kept intrigued without ever being quite enlightened. Every time we feel happy about something, we remind ourselves that we are behaving like the stupid herd waiting outside the slaughterhouse, completely unaware of the fact that death awaits them inside. Our intelligence and power to think and understand sees us clearly walking towards our expiry date. Everything we do or plan to do holds no ground because we see death as something coming from outside unannounced. Whether we want to be enlightened on the subject of life and death is the question we need to ask ourselves. We see death as a certainty whose time is ascertained by someone to keep us intrigued. No one has ever experienced this certainty, yet we are certain about its existence. In contrast, life which we see in and around us as a certainty, we call it a passing phase. Ironical, isn't it? Some desperately seek God as something outside, controlling our lives. Some try to live this life collecting things to pamper our body, yet scared at the back of the mind for having to leave all that we possess when death arrives. Some get depressed, worrisome and discontented, all finally stressed to the extent of interfering with the working of our body and spoiling our health and life in general. Clearly, it is we who spoil our health. Some paradigm shift may help us understand how it is easy to think differently to save our breath. The old role of stress always crushes us in between the rock and a hard place. One in the sense of externally exerted pressure or tension, whereas the other one that is seen as an internal state of strain or tension resulting from the exerted stress in the form of adverse or demanding circumstances. The dual role of stress does 
is both the cause of pressure and the experienced effect of pressure. Let us see both the roles of stress, the cause and the effect of the pressure. Two children are playing with balloons. They both happen to burst their balloons together. One child laughs while the other one cries for the entire day. One who laughs has exerted no pressure on his emotions. He is okay about the loss of the balloon. But the one who cried all day has stressed on his thoughts and on his feelings the idea of the loss over and over all through the day. Here, the external pressure was not the loss of the balloon, but the way the loss was perceived. The happy child perceived it as an opportunity to learn how it bursts and also as a prospect of looking at other toys to play with. The child who perceives the loss as something taken away from him sees his life as incomplete without the balloon. He feels helpless, small and insignificant. Living becomes a huge task full of such pressures to cope with. To draw an analogy, we too feel the same effects of pressure and thus show stress-related responses that can be seen in the changes in secretions of glands or allergies, physical or mental diseases. In short, discord. Such stress-related discord is seen as and also generally accepted as the aging process. Both the children could not help the bursting of the balloon, but they both had the freedom, the choice of how they perceived the loss of balloon. The happy child chose to remain happy whether he had the balloon or no. He saved himself from the effects of the internal pressure. The unhappy child chose to perceive the loss as something taken away from him. He chose to make himself feel helpless, small, insignificant. He could not save himself from the effects of the internal pressure born out of his thinking. He had to undergo the dual stress of both the cause of pressure and the experience effect of pressure. Could he have avoided it? Was it in his hands to get away from being crushed between a rock and a hard place? Yes, but would that mean he should have ignored the questions that pop in his mind? Questions that would pop in all our minds like, why was the balloon taken away from me? Why don't I have any say in the way I want to live? Or even for how long I want to live? Why am I kept intrigued without ever being enlightened about the beginning or the end that I experience as my life in this body? All such questions are just fair directly pertaining to one's life. But how to go about finding the answers will decide if we are adding internal stress to the unavoidable external stress or no. Simplify the basic difference between the external stress and internal stress and you would know what can be done. External stress in the form of circumstances at that particular given moment is unchangeable. Internal stress that arises from our perception of the circumstance is changeable since our perceptions are formed of our thoughts. Now, what to think is always our choice. The unhappy child has kind of already given a verdict on his helplessness, decided that there is some power 
out there running his life. He sees the taking away of the balloon as the absence of free will. He has drawn his conclusions already and thus his mind is not open for any more knowledge to get in. Hence the frustration and the crying. Life is not fair, he would thus say. As against this, the happy child is curious to see other toys, learn whatever he can from other things and keep adding to whatever his present knowledge about the world is. He is open to learning and not in a hurry to draw conclusions. His mind is open to knowledge. It's flexible and not rigidly set yet. He is living with a general sense of security, with a feeling that all is well. His general understanding being all is well. What is the ideal way of dealing with this feeling of helplessness that inadvertently arises at the thought of being kept in the dark? So should we blindly believe that all is well without proof then? Does it not mean living with ignorance happily? No, but like a child's open curiosity helps him learn from his surroundings but without the fear lurking in his mind that things could go wrong. The child is unknowingly managing his internal stress and escaping from the dual role of pressure. External source of stress might not be in our hands, but reducing the internal stress coming from the way we perceive external pressures is in our hands. As Martha Washington said, quote, the greater part of a happiness or misery depends upon our dispositions and not upon our circumstances." Unquote. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. I am happier today. Share the thoughts. Subscribe so that you don't miss on our upcoming episodes.